stupid amounts. Welcome to The Raj Project, a conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family, tech, and marketing. My name is Ivan Temelkoff, and I'm your host. On this podcast, you will gather 100% real, raw, and unfiltered, life-changing advice to level up in every aspect of your life and business and help you reach your goals and dreams. Today, I'm joined with Maxine, who is a wife, a mom of two, and a founder of The Future is Greater, a professional services firm based in the UK, which helps individual and corporate clients around the world get extraordinary results and achieve their goals using coaching, consulting, speaking, and other services. Maxine, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ivan. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. So I'm curious, how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> it's Waneri. So it's almost like a, a silent N almost. Okay, Waneri. Okay. There's a reason why I didn't try to pronounce it because chances are I was going to butcher it and that will make me feel bad. Waneri. Is that correct? Yes. Maxine Waneri. So yeah. Maxine, you know, I'm so excited to have you on the show because, you know, before we hit record, we really, you know, chatted here quite a bit and you know, you have a powerful story, you know, and I'm a huge sucker for anybody that has, you know, a powerful story. So let's, let's start with, you know, tell us in a few sentences, spend a couple minutes telling us about you, your background and, you know, what led you up to what you're doing today? Yeah, sure. You know, my motto is really anything is possible. Literally. I don't believe in impossibility. I think whatever you want to set your mind to do, whatever you want to achieve, it's possible for you. And the interesting thing is, the place I got that belief planted in me is probably the most unusual place ever. It was literally as I was stood in London about 20 years ago, face to face with a pimp, a pimp who was looking wow. to basically recruit prostitutes into his mm -hmm. business. And how I got there, I was at the time, basically a low life. I was a homeless addict at the time. I was a dropout. I had basically let down every single person who cared about me. My parents are actually really good people. But, you know, sometimes as a, as a teenager, you think you know better, right? So I rebelled, one stupid mistake after the next. I was basically living this low life existence and had other friends who were living this kind of life. So I remember one friend saying to me one day, hey, we're broke, right? We don't have much money. I know some guy who's going to give us a job. We don't have to do too much. Are you interested? Right. Yeah, right. Interested. And I went along. And the realization of what I was getting myself into didn't hit me until I walked into the apartment and literally the smell of the place hit me. And I literally froze to the floor and thought, what in the world am I getting myself into? I yeah. began to literally panic, like visibly shake and literally was shaken on the spot. And I must've zoned out because I don't remember hearing anything for a while. The next thing I heard was this guy, you know, he was looking at me at this point, furious, looking at me saying, you do know how much you're supposed to charge, right? And I was like, I have no clue what you're supposed to charge. Right. And I literally beaten in my chest. I could almost hear it. I was thinking, what in the world am I doing here? Like, how in the world is this my life? You know, I just can't do this. And it was as if he could read my mind. Because the minute I thought yeah. to myself, I just can't do this. This guy looked at me and said, what choice do people like you have anyway? Like in disgust. And he might as well have slapped me in the face because it hurt because it was true. Yeah. You know, I was such a mess. And as I just stood there, not really knowing what to say, knowing what to do, not sure where to look, just panicking, thinking, oh my goodness, what's this guy going to do? Right. I just can't do this. How in the world do I get out of this? I literally hear as loud as I can hear your voice, a voice within me say, 
this is not who you're meant to be. You're meant for so much more. I don't know who or what that voice was. I just wanted so bad for it to be true. I chose yeah. to believe it. it gave me what I needed to basically turn and run out of that room into the freezing cold street and cold air had never felt so amazing. I literally was like, yeah. oh my God, I meant for more. I had no money, I had no plans, I had nothing except this knowing within me that I was meant for more. And yeah. I was because listening to that same voice, I had no idea who it was. I now come to know that voice as the voice of God. Following that voice, it basically had me get back into the school system, become this award-winning student, graduated at the top of my class, went on to the University of Cambridge for my MBA. I was, they actually voted me the class vice president. Yeah. I actually love, when I think back, it's kind of like somebody else's life. You know, I went, traveled around the world, representing the University of Cambridge, um, built an amazing international career, met and married my husband, who's incredible. Um, you know, we have two beautiful kids. Yeah. And I have literally, I'm just so blessed. Every time I look at my life, it's just just evidence that anything you desire is possible, regardless of how bad things look. Because you know, I'm sure there's always somebody who's worse off than you, but I was pretty pretty at rock bottom at that point. So yeah. anything is possible. That is literally my motto, what I live by until this day, and what I help my clients. Because literally, my clients, I love nothing more than helping them achieve what they feel is impossible. Because to me, it means nothing. Yeah, you know, anything yeah. you set your heart to is possible. You know, there were a few interesting things that I wanted to touch upon as you were sharing your story. Um, uh, first of all, I think the biggest challenge with most people is believing. Uh, I think most people are so encapsulated of what's happening in the world, um, news and politics and, and other people and even their inner circle. That's, that's, there's a lot of skepticism and negativity that's deviating them from believing. Um, yeah. Belief is a tough thing because let's just face it, we live in a world where there isn't, uh, there's a very small amount of positivity. Yes. Um, and there's really never any shortage of it. You know, um, in fact, personally, I'm a huge believer of that because uh, over the course of my life, I've realized that, and now getting older, is that, you know, it's not bad to be positive. You know, in mm -hmm. fact, there, there's a, a much higher demand for positivity than ever before because of all the negativity that's happening in the world. And so yes. going back to when you were sharing that, that, that voice that, like you said, you know, was God uh, telling you, you know, that uh, this is not who you're meant to be. You know, that's a, that, that, that's a huge out-of-body, you know, transformational experience. Most people actually will never experience something like that mm -hmm. in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. But, and even if they, if they do, most people wouldn't even know how to act upon it, mm -hmm. you know, because they just think that it's their maybe ultra ego, but they'll, they'll keep doing the same thing they've been doing because they feel like that's the only thing that they're capable of doing. And yes. That's true with about 80% of Americans that live paycheck to paycheck. And they think that the only thing uh, that's available to them is just to work a nine to five grind. And that's mm -hmm. the only way to survive. Yeah. You know, if they keep working the same job, even if they're broke after they get paid, you know, and that has been, so when you were talking about this, I mean, uh, so there's two sides to, I think, you know, your experience. Like you said, you were standing there looking at a pimp, you know, you're getting in a situation that, you're like, what the fuck? Like, I've never been here. I shouldn't be here. You know, why am I here? Parents sent me to church growing up. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you also have to remember that 
you know, God spoke to you and said, you're meant for more. So mm-hmm. I think it was a big test. It was a test of, in a way of worthiness, ability. Mm-hmm. Are you up to the task? Are you up to become who you've become today? So yeah. fast forward, we're both the same age. And, you know, fast forward last, you know, last 20, 30 years, you know, like you've done some amazing things. And I think that was, that was the prep you yeah. know, for what was about to come. And it's the fact that you can reflect on this, Maxine, is amazing because most people can't reflect on things yeah. like that. You know, a lot of people, personally, I've met a lot of people who, you know, either run successful businesses or have families and kids, but, you know, they have zero ounce of gratitude and reflection. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you were to look at yourself 20, 20, from 20 years ago and look at yourself now and put yourself side by side, you know, it, it will be a huge eye-opening experience to you. I think I didn't even recognize that girl. <laughs> right? I'm so grateful. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because you you knew, you know, not only because God spoke to you, but you knew deep in your heart that you wanted more. You yeah. know, this was what you were settling for less than yes. what you deserved. Yeah, and and you know, it's so I love so much of everything you just shared, Ivan, because. I don't share all that to share how special I am. I think we're all that special. And the thing is, you know, those people that you mentioned that maybe live in paycheck to paycheck or maybe, you know, stuck in certain way within themselves, they know they're meant for more, but it's just kind of having that courage. Um, And you mentioned something so profound about the belief. I think that is so fundamental because we're surrounded by everything that tells you you can't, like you just need to watch the news for more than five minutes and you won't cry. And like, if you're around other people who are kind of feeling negative because of the news, all you get is a negativity, negativity, negativity. But one of the things that kind of came to me one day when I was reflecting on this, speaking to one of my clients is we have this saying about seeing is believing. I say believing is seeing. You know, seeing is not believing because if you think about it, everything that we see right now, I'm looking at you through this computer, you know, whoever's watching this, whatever, everything, you, me, computers, phones, it's all made up of atoms, which are the building blocks of our life. And if you look closely at an atom, an atom is like 99.999% energy. So basically the part of the atom that you can see is, let's say that's the size of a peanut. The whole atom itself is the size of a baseball stadium. So when people are like, just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I am broke. I'm stuck or whatever. You're focusing on the peanuts instead of the possibilities. And a lot of people don't give themselves enough reflection, enough gratitude, enough just time to sit in the possibility to be able to experience something else. Because in that moment, when I heard, this is not who you're meant to be, you're meant for so much more. If I was looking in the natural for something to kind of latch onto to tell me, oh yeah, this could be right. I'd be dead. There is no shadow of a doubt I'd be dead. But in that moment, I'm like, something in my spirit tells me I'm meant for more. This could be true. I'm latching onto it. And what I didn't realize I was doing is I was latching onto some possibilities outside the peanut hell I'd created for myself. So I think belief, you know, the first step in it, it's so, it's a tough one, as you say, but the first step is just realize seeing is not believing. All that you see, all the negativity, all the news, all of this, this is peanuts. There's a whole possibility out there in the world of energy that you can yep. latch onto should you yep. choose to believe. Well, I absolutely, 100%. You know, um, and as you, as you are sharing all of that, is I think a lot of people want gratification. And this, I, I think personally, I've been thinking about this more and more as I've been getting older, is just that, 
you know, let's face it, you know, if, if things were worthwhile, right, there will be the things that are worthwhile take time. They take time. And if they didn't take time, then it'd be easily attainable. But if they're easily attainable, then they're usually not worth it or they don't have as much merit. And, you know, one part of me, you know, my mind tends to play tricks on me every once in a while. It's like, well, you know, why am I not being more successful in my business? You know, or why am I not where I want to be in life? You know, why don't I have the dream house? You know, why uh, are my kids going to the school that we want them to go to and this and that? And, you know, and, and the more I think about it, it's like, you got to be patient. You know, it's like your journey is your journey. You know, God has, you know, a plan for everybody. Yeah. And you just got to, you just got to, you know, put the, the right foot forth every day. Yeah. You know, practice gratitude and just say, okay, here's my goals. Here's my dreams. Here's what I want to accomplish. And every day chip away at it, you know, yeah. little by little, little by little, little by little, because yeah. that's probably one of the most frustrating things. And, and I used to get extremely frustrated because, you know, before, like I shared, you know, before we hit record, before we took our vacation, first vacation in three years, you know, for one, we had to postpone twice because we just didn't have any money to go mm -hmm. on vacation. And I was like, all right, like this isn't happening. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, like I would get so frustrated. And, and even in the beginning, I used to think all about money. I was like, I need to figure out how to make more money. I need to figure out more money. When in fact, I really needed to, you know, hone in on my purpose. Yeah. Say, this is why I'm doing it and surround myself with other like-minded people, people who want to succeed in life and business, you know, have similar goals, aspirations, mm -hmm. and then the money will follow. Yes. You know? And that's literally what started happening, you know? And so it's a constant in one way I look at it. And from what you were saying with your story too, it's, you know, it's you versus you, you know, your only competitor in life and in business is you. Yes. And I think too many people, you know, get swayed by the mediocrity of the world, you know, the negativity and the skepticism that they look at, well, so-and-so lives in a $2.5 million house and drives a Lamborghini. Why am I not living in a big house and driving a Lambo? Like, well, it's because, you know, that was their journey. You know, it's not your journey. Yeah. And I think that's just it. Like so many humans are swayed by materialistic things, yeah. you know, yeah. and I have all people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've got things that I want to accomplish, but I also know that I'm not going to be happy if I look at those things first, as opposed to focus on, you know, what makes me truly happy. You know, yes. what, what would I love? So from a business st standpoint is, you know, if I didn't love what I, what I do, you know, I mean, I wouldn't keep doing it. I've lost a lot of money before I figure all of, all of it out, you know, how to make it work, how to make a churn. But that's just it. Like, and I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs go into business for the wrong reasons, you know, because, oh, I want to start a business. Why are you starting a business? Why? Not that you want to start a business. Why? Mm. And that's a big problem because business is really about helping people. That's it. That's business. Solving problems. Solving problems. Solving problems. Problem solving. In fact, I ran across, I keep bringing up this quote by Tony Robbins that business is 90% logic and 10% execution. Mm. It could be the shittiest execution, but if your logic is spot on, you're probably going to be a pretty good entrepreneur because 
the logic is how you solve problems because at the end of the day on the business front, you're doing business with people. You're not doing business to business. And that's what I think, you know, right now with everything that's happening in the world, you know, with this COVID situation is so many people are just blindsided. You know, they're forgetting about their why and their purpose and, and they're being so pulled into the drama of everything that's happening. And, you know, that, that's, that's a completely wrong way to go about it. You know, um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your company. And what I'm curious in knowing is, so powerful story, how did it lead up to like coaching and consulting and like, how did that all come about? Yeah, no, so talking about why, I really strongly agree with everything you've just said there. I, I love I love it. And I've got to say, you know, I often went, as you were talking, I'll answer your question, but as you were talking, it's so funny to me when people talk about the overnight successes in business. And I think usually those overnight successes are usually a few years in the, in the making. Yeah. You're a successful business and there's, nobody's there for the blood, sweat, and the tears and the nights of like, oh my gosh, I've got to, you know, invest in this, you know? So... Right. Totally agree with everything you just said. But just in terms of the coaching, so I built this international career working in corporate for like nearly 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I was living in Norway at the time with my husband, at, you know, wonderful part of the world. If you've never been, go visit. And Norway have a beautiful maternity policy where you have a baby and you can have one year off. So we had my first, my daughter, uh, Chiamaka, five years ago, and I had one year off. So I suddenly went from this high flying, you know, sales executive type lady flying here, there, everywhere with this company to suddenly being a stay at home mom for a year. And I had the dream. I had like the man, I had the job, I had the baby, I had the everything and I was miserable. And I know that sounds so terrible because I was grateful. I love my baby, but you've got to realize what a shock to the system that was suddenly everyone traveling to suddenly being at home with a baby and no adult conversation. So I found myself kind of a crisis point again, like the point I described to you in the beginning, this, that story where I was literally up in the middle of the night one night and crying my eyes out. I was like, I'm just so miserable, God, I feel so ungrateful. I have everything, but I, I, need, I need a miracle. I don't even know what I want. God yeah. help me. It was literally my prayer at three o'clock in the morning. So I remember what I sensed in my spirit. It wasn't kind of the audible voice, which you're right, doesn't necessarily happen that often. Mm-hmm. But I heard sensed in my spirit that, you know, listen, just calm down, you're overreacting. All you need to do is some part-time studies, maybe 10, 15 hours a week. That way you can have some intellectual stimulation for a year while you raise your baby. I was like, perfect, I'll study 10, 15 hours a week. And that was my an end of my three o'clock in the morning cry. So I went to bed and I wake up the next morning. I'm literally on Facebook. I had never seen a Facebook ad in my life. But the first time I see a Facebook ad pop up and it says, do you have 10 to 15 hours a week spare for part-time studies? I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, do you like to help people? I'm like, yeah. And do you want to be a transformational coach? And I'm like, what is a transformational coach? So yeah. I go click on this ad and it basically takes me into this advertisement for a year-long coaching certification program where I learned to coach um, and build a business around it. So literally I spent my maternity leave, you know, God literally guided me again to this program where I did that. And by the time I went back to, to work now, I had literally built a business, you know, it was small at that point, sure. but I had clients, I was coaching and I'd realized actually I'd been coaching my whole life. I didn't know it, but now I had the skills and I had, you know, the tools, I had a business. So I went back to work now and I now had a coaching business. I had a, you know, my, my job and it was like oh, something has to give. And a lot of women were coming to me for like work-life balance. I'm like, how can I coach people on work-life balance when I don't have it? I've got a right. business, I've got a, everything. So long story short, I got, God guided me again at one point to like go down to part-time with my um, 
corporate job and eventually leave my corporate job in 2018. Right. And we've just been growing. We serve clients on five continents right now, uh, you know, five continents, corporate clients, individual Amazing. clients helping them do incredible things it's just so rewarding that's amazing that you know as you were explaining that um because you know nowadays i think it's a little different especially in the coaching space because the coaching space is becoming so saturated right and (laughs) barrett entry is super low (laughs) yeah it really is it really Mm -hmm. is but there was something really unique that you mentioned in the beginning and that was that you sort of had this epiphany moment where you realized that you wanted to help. So that was kind of the calling, you know, that I want to help. And, you know, I think that's probably one of, one of the distinctions with, with coaches nowadays is like who truly wants to help or who's after it just for the paycheck. Yeah. You know, and that's really hard to find because like you said, the barrier of entry is so low. (laughs) In fact, you know, you just put a coach title on LinkedIn or slap a website together and you're a coach. You know? yeah, I did a certification. You don't even need a certification. It's so un- unregulated. Right. And sadly, a lot, there's a lot of people out there doing harm. But I'm a big believer in, you know, you read sure. what you sow. So good luck. Anybody who's not, yep. you know, just in it just to take people's money, um, you'll get what's coming to you, unfortunately. Right. Right. That's true. It's just that, you know, short term, there might, it might be feasible, but long term, it's not. And I think that's probably the, the distinction here is just that, you know, anything that's worthwhile, it's going to be long term. You know, I'm in fact, with all the clients that I work with is that they're not clients, they're family, because I look yeah. at them, you know, long term, I don't, I don't want to do business with you. I don't want to help you. If you don't want to help yourself, let alone understand that help is a long term initiative. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's, yeah, you know, I was going to just 100% agree with you. And I think as well, there's something about, you know, of course, there's business strategy, there's all the things with building a business. Sure. For me, I like to be spiritually and internally guided. And oftentimes, like you, it's about the purpose first. And I find that the money follows. So, you know, I have a consultancy business. We, we have large contracts with companies. But just on the coaching side, I felt spiritually guided by God to do something that makes no mathematical sense, no business sense, like start up a low-cost membership site. I'm like, you know, if I look at this and break down what I'm spending per hour, it just makes no sense for me to do this. But I don't come from a place of like, oh, the numbers have to work. I'm from a place of service. You know, these yeah. people need me. And the amount of transformation the women in this particular membership site are getting for literally nothing, like you can spend more Starbucks in a month for what they're paying but that's what I was guided to do and the results are mind-blowing and I find that being led in this way like guided internally as well as kind of using your business smarts is powerful and the money follows always so I don't think it's all about oh yeah let me go try and make um you know this and be so calculated all the time because sometimes you can't um over strategize or you can't kind of you know come up with a better strategy than God can give you if that makes sense yeah no, I mean, I 100% agree. In fact, why human centricity is the core of my business. I yeah, love that so much about your business. Yeah. It's, you know, and that was one of the things is, you know, for me is this, you know, I was in the agency world for 13 years alone and um, just saw too much fluff and too much bullshit. And it just never has been in my DNA. I mean, I think maybe because being an immigrant, you know, I've and seen my father also build a business with, you know, mm-hmm. his two bare hands you know, I have understood that, you know, it's when you love what you're doing, you know, and you're fully invested into it and you're doing it for the right reasons, you know, and you have a strong why and a a purpose, you know, then um, everything will come together. You just have to be patient, 
Yes. You know, you can have that instant gratification. And, and, you know, I will tell you this, I mean, being five years into it now, the first three years were dark. I mean, I lost over six figures. Worked oh, with. I know about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It yeah. was, and, and it was, I don't even know, I don't even know how, well, from, from a financial standpoint, how I even survived, you know, with a family also. I mean, you know, my son is four now, so it was like a year old. Well, actually, he was, it was a month after he was born when I started my business. Wow. And, you know, leaving a job and, and it just, I can't quite fathom it. But now, as I self-reflect more and more, I realize that, you know, well, it happened. You know, it just did, you know, because your your head has always been in the right place. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we're having worked with, you know, a lot of different people and companies and through the agency world, I just wasn't, you know, it's not it's not where my heart was at. I always lead with my heart, you know, yeah. with business. It has always been that way. And, um, you know, I've also realized that not everybody's going to be a client, nor, nor everybody should be a client. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, I even have a couple of clients right now that they're small clients. I'm just wondering, like, is this even worth it? Like, it, they're far more demanding. They want too much instant gratification. You know, I get random calls here and there. And it's like, if, if you're not operating on their time, then you're not operating at all in their mm -hmm. eyes. And it's just like, you know, and that's just it. Like, you know, it takes a long time to really build that structure. But once you do... It just it, it's it's so fulfilling. I feel like I mean you know you 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 built your own business and like you said you know about losing money, but I think that also pushes you more. Yeah. Right. It pushes yeah. you because it makes you realize that okay you lost money, but you also learned a lot while doing this. Exactly, and I think just coming back to the one of the points you made earlier on about you know sometimes you know people making money really quickly and others thinking why am I not making money really quickly? One thing I've realized on my journey from that girl who had no options but to supposedly work for this guy to who I am today is that my net worth does not determine my value. You know, it's been from like rock bottom, it's been up, it's been up. It does not determine my value. I am a priceless jewel regardless of what's in the bank account same with you same with anybody watching right so we often kind of link oh yeah you know this amount of money i'm making a month makes me worth this that's bs right yeah. that's the first point and secondly i love you know just in terms of making money at times where it's kind of really been exponential it's not necessarily about the money but it's who you become in the process of making that money so sometimes it takes a bit longer for you to become the person who can handle it so I've often found that literally this journey that God has me on is about who I'm becoming. I have to become more resilient. I have to become more of a risk taker. I have to become, yeah. you know, all of the things that I'm meant to be in terms of the purpose why I'm here on this earth. So I think it's less about the money in the bank account. Obviously, we need money to live and you know, all of that good stuff. But people kind of valuing, oh, yeah, this is who I am based on the money. No. Because even if you lost it all today, which actually could happen to anybody, you're still worth something. You're still... Yeah. of you know immeasurable worth so this um need to kind of say oh yeah we're making this much makes us this i'd love for people to kind of just take that out of their minds your worth nobody can estimate your worth regardless yeah. of what you put in the bank account and typically the money in the bank account comes when you become the person who can handle that money in the bank account or who needs to have that money in the yeah. bank account so it's all about who you become in the process i think absolutely it's a complete, it's a complete transformation. You know, um, I know we chatted a, a little bit about this before we hit record, but 
one of the reasons that I've realized with fitness and um, nutrition also specifically is just that it's never really been about, um, you know, the, the endurance yeah. and the physical mantra of it. It's always been about the mindset. And in yeah. fact, I've seen that as a constant with other successful people that, you know, uh, the reason that they're so heavy in the fitness and nutrition and, you know, having a, a very diligent schedule also is, is because they're really honing in on, on becoming the person that they've always aspired to be. Yeah. Like you said, you know, you made a very good point about the fact that, you know, everyone has immense value, but I think most people determine their value based on how much they get paid. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's reciprocal because, you know, from a business standpoint is yes, people pay you because of value, but 99% of the time people don't actually pay you what you're truly worth Yeah. because mm -hmm. they can't fully recognize the value. In fact, one thing that I have recognized on the entrepreneurship side of things is this, that the more education you provide up front, the higher the chances are that you can pre-qualify that person and, and see whether or not they're going to be a good fit yeah. you know, to work with. Also, because if they don't have the education, they don't really understand because mm -hmm. that's why they're coming to you because, yeah. you know, you're the expert in this area, you know, they're, they're relying on your guidance, you know, uh, and if you don't step up and you don't educate, you know, then, uh, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because mm -hmm. you're telling people that you can do something, but you can't provide even basic education up front. Not, we're seeing a lot of that in business, as you know. Yeah. You know, too many fictitious entities, you know, with social media and Instagram specifically, <laughs> yeah. you know, self-made gurus, you know, um, and that that's deceiving. It really is, you know. So, um, you know, we could totally continue this conversation and, and I've, I've completely enjoyed it. But, you know, before we wrap things up, you know, I would love for listeners and watchers to connect with you. So, how can they connect with you? Throw out some social handles, some websites uh, out there. Yeah. What's the best way to reach you? I would love to connect. So my website is www.thefutureisgreater.com. And literally on that homepage, you can get like links to social and Maxine when you're on Instagram, LinkedIn. Connect mm -hmm. with me. I'd love to get in touch. I'd love for you to awesome. get in touch. Maxine, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show with me. What is they talking about? They know I've been in the lab, yeah. Bro, why they all going now? I got the money, it's inside. They wanna ask why I've been why. In 2018, he still hate it. I see him now.